Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everybody, 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 Hello. Everybody, and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with uh, five sketch ideas. Five ideas. I'm Alistair Tremblay-Berchet. And uh, we are going to be using today. our real voices for this episode. <laughs> okay, I'm going to talk like this in the way that everybody's been wanting to hear me talk forever. <laughs> um, so, and now, Andy, we... Uh, just coming off the back of about 25 minutes of, of another episode that didn't work. Yeah, that's right. Um, once again, and we have released episodes that have this audio glitch, but basically my my computer was but for some reason... unlistenable? <laughs> it, was, it was unlistenable. We're not afraid to We've release had- episodes that are, <laughs> that are unlistenable, and I want you to know that don't take the fact that we're starting again and not releasing that one as some evidence of uh, us becoming cowards in our old age. Mm, or developing some kind of standards or something like that. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. But, um, yeah, there's always, uh, you know, it happens, I'm going to say, like maybe once every six months yeah. to me. And it's we don't a, even need cycle. to go into details. No, we don't need to go into detail, but I did want to just um, explore one of, the, one of the things that, what that experience is like for me, which is because what I see is that on my recording, on my end, I see... Um, that you know how long it's been recording for and sometimes i look at that time and i think oh jesus christ it can't it can't have been only <laughs> can't have been only 10 minutes we've been going for right and then i have yeah. to go through the mental um you know balancing act of thinking um can i ask alistair how long it's been going and will that make it seem like I'm finding our conversation incredibly tedious and dragging. And I couldn't imagine that you would <laughs> picture, picture the conversation that you were having with me where we came up with a guy who honks <laughs> boobs and man boobs of people, big and small, as an mm. instrument mm. by going honking them and then going with his mouth, honk, honk, <laughs> like that, and then the thing with the ones, honk, honk. Like that. Uh, I don't know how you would find that in any way tedious. Uh, what I would say is that I might find that um, I might I might find that interesting as a sketch idea. If maybe we could raise the stakes by having it, you know, be one of the world's greatest composers or greatest, you know, performers or pianists or, or something like it, that, and ju- doing it just at the height of the Me Too movement. <laughs> And what, now, hang on, hang on. Okay, okay. So, was it deliberate the timing? 
Or was it just a coincidence? And, <laughs> and was there just a moment of crisis where he and his well, tour promoter looked at each other and thought, is our boob honking Sonata suddenly going yeah. to look bad in the light no, I, of the changed cultural it's, zeitgeist? <laughs> you know, I think it's easy with like with visual arts, like painting and, and photography, mm. to... To be a huge perv that mm. just that does nothing but nudes and stuff, yeah. right? And just convince people to get naked in front of you, yeah, right? Uh, and and it be considered art, but it's so much harder in music. Oh, I mean, definitely people do get naked in front of you in music, but normally it's because you've performed a really good concert. You know, yeah, you've invited them backstage. Them, you've yeah, offered it's them not drugs. Like you're asking them. To do it for art. Yeah, or even before you do the art. You get naked they're, and then I'll do a painting. That Yeah, they're just... <laughs> exactly. And then afterwards, mm. you know, so so you see how this could be, you know, it's the boob hon- honking sonata. Mm. Um, could be something interesting that could you think could could be sketchworthy? I think it could be sketchworthy. I mean, what if we discovered? What if you know one of the world's most revered composers? Let's say Beethoven. Mm. Say we discovered some un un previously undiscovered. That's what makes it a discovery. Is that the we thing discovered previously, a previously undiscovered? Undiscovered. Um, you Beethoven. know, uh, Beethoven um, concerto. Right, and yeah. then what the what all the Beethoven scholars have to contend with is that this has been written for honk to boob. Yes, right? that's right. And the reason the reason they think that is because when they look at the notes mm. on the on the chart, they've all got nipples on them. <laughs> they've all got nipples every every single one of them. <laughs> Alistair, yeah. I mean that's so nice. <laughs> well. Why do we think that he had it? But we think it could have been <laughs> to be played on the honked boob. Uh, yes. He's going to get in trouble. Going to get in trouble. Getting trouble in trouble. With, yeah. Trouble with the law. Uh, um, um, well, yeah. Okay. Well, you did You did something with that. And, that, you know, um, sorry to guys who weren't there for the uh, abandoned episode, but the other thing that we talked about was the possibility of a musical instrument that consists entirely of a whole lot of severed limbs of different sizes, severed arms of different sizes, yeah. hanging from a bar, that, and you slap you them see, to high five, produce fi- high fives of different notes. Yeah. Um, now, you you asked a lot of this boob-honking one yeah. to to try and see if you could find a context in which... It would be a sketch. And so let, let's see some of that legwork. <laughs> I feel um, like I was helping out. I don't think I was completely. No, no, no. I agree, though. I agree. Like, I mean, I agree that it needs it needs more. Mm. Um, although I do find the, 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 the humor for me was really just in the fact that somebody is honking a boobs as a musical instrument or a man boob and it is actually just making the noise with their mouth. You know you know what this um you know what this high five idea is? Um, what is it? It's an ad. Because what it is, yes. right? 
is it's an ad for something. It's another one. I've, I've come up with another. It could be absolutely could dog be dog food, food right? Um, yeah. It could because I've I, I think I came up with another high five related ad idea. You know many what it is? Years it's ago. the it's the leftover body parts. Mm. This is what the big reveal will be at the end. These are the leftover body parts of people <laughs> who died ha- having forgotten to feed their dogs. Oh wow! <laughs> and their dogs have eaten them. <laughs> and it could just be—it could be just people who died in the house, and then yeah, right. You know, and then their dog didn't ran out of food and then had to eat them. And, okay. But then at first it's being played like a kind of, you know, you've got some percussionist playing it, you know, like like the people who play the, the you know, the, uh, not the timpani, but the, uh, you know, the marimba, mm. like that. Dun, dun, dun. You know, they, got the, they got two sticks in each hand. Mm. <laughs> they're playing these limbs. Mm. Maybe they're just slapping them like you're saying. Yeah. Or, you know, but they could be serious. slapping them with other hands. They could have hands on well, the ends of sticks. I mean, think about it. If you had a whole a full orchestra, and they, you know, especially the cymbal player who comes in and just has two really big hands, mm. it just makes a clap, you know, yeah. like that. And you've got probably somebody, you know, playing maybe an arm with a finger like it's a violin. <laughs> yeah. You know, or, 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 you know, an, or an arm playing a big arm with a with a kid's arm yeah okay sure so the kid's arm is the bow and the big arm is yeah. the is the cello and, say well no no i'm picturing like a violin so under the chin okay under the chin sure yeah yeah i mean we could have a full torso that's you know a headless torso or whatever that somebody could play like a cello or maybe like a double bass mm. Mm. Also, just I just remembered because we were trying to find a reason that maybe they weren't kids' limbs in the in the last episode, and then yeah. we found that there was another species of human, Homo florensis. Florensis. Yeah, yeah. Is that what they are? The ones that are have a hollandaise on top of them, and then a, sort of a wilted <laughs> spinach <laughs> underneath. Spinach. Sorry, <laughs> but they are a small hobbit people. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't want to miss out on that potential joke there, but that before you know, I made it too quick. I think it required. I wasn't set up enough for this one, and people really needed to know about other species of human yeah, before of they course. were capable of, of laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a fair amount of um, you know anthropology uh, background that you have to have to get a lot of Al's jokes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so wait, so so then so then they're playing they're playing these instruments in the ad mm, this orchestra yeah. of, of by the way I'm listening to all of everything you're saying the whole time waiting for you to just finish so I can tell my version of the ad but you go you okay, keep going okay yeah no don't feel any pressure and, as a result of what I just said okay and then they say and then it says uh, having a Purina automatic dog feed. <laughs> Keeps your dog fed for weeks on end. Yeah. Leaving family and friends plenty of time to find your body uneaten by your oh, best friend. I see. See, you know, the whole time I'd been... <laughs> that's great, by the way. That is great. That's a lot better than what I was... The interpretation I was putting on your thing was that people had forgotten to eat their pets and their pets had... It to, sorry, people had forgotten to feed their pets and their pets had eaten them to death as a result of them forgetting to feed their pet. 
but yours was, yeah, of course, I, people have died before they'd had a chance to feed their pet. Their body has lain there. I, th- I think I probably did imply that a little bit at the beginning until mm. I changed it a little bit. Oh, okay. And then so, you were probably so deep in thought structuring a, a rebuttal mm. to my stupid idea. No, but I actually, I actually really like your idea. Even even without the high five thing, which I, I think is beautiful on its own and could survive in a different sketch idea that we might hear later on in the podcast. But I think the idea of marketing a a pet food dispenser to people, specifically claiming maybe it can even maybe it even can detect when you've died in some way because of mm. smells that your body releases or even you have something attached to your body, a, a heart rate monitor, right, that is linked yeah. to the pet food dispenser. That- well, maybe, maybe, maybe if you don't fill it up within two weeks, mm. it, it, it orders more food, but the delivery drivers are trained to come inside and look for your and body. just check. <laughs> yeah. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Is everything okay in here? They get a key to your house. They get- yeah. I mean, maybe the delivery drivers don't exactly know what they're getting in for as well. Maybe we um, we just put a note on the spe- specific delivery order to say, please um, just drop this off just in the in the bedroom. Um, you know, like like come into the house. We somehow we're hijacking this delivery service. Alistair, my contribution isn't helping. Contribution it's okay. I mean, like, Andy, I like the idea. That, uh, this feels like an idea mm. where we're somehow getting involved in a delivery service and we're forcing, we're, we own a company and then we're forcing delivery drivers to do more <laughs> than what they're, they're actually hired to do. Yeah. We're, you know, um, we're tricking I mean, them into something, discovering bodies. But yeah, but is there something else that you could actually get delivery drivers to do that they would do just out of kind of almost out of politeness mm. out of like, you know, if they came about something at the front of somebody's house that they would, it's really they would maybe you know if they if they saw a toppled statue or you know they saw a, a kid <laughs> with his head in a pool or something like that just laying there limp, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but or something you know that that feels like that like they would feel compelled to help. I think this right? is a really interesting what idea, if, right? So whatever that is, mm. whatever that is, that's a bit of free labor we could get out of them. <laughs> well. <laughs> What if what if we like you know obviously um in America healthcare is very expensive right ambulance call outs are also very expensive i imagine i don't know a lot about it right yeah. but you know if there's an accident or something goes wrong you could call an ambulance and pay the very yeah. high call out fee and then the medical attendance fee or whatever you know your kid's yeah. fallen into a pool he's not moving or you could call someone who you know has a van that's at least as big as an ambulance, right? Yeah. And who maybe also has, um, you know, quotas to meet in terms of arriving on time, you know, delivering things yeah. from place to place. Um, yeah. Who we also know is able to park in loading zones 
you know. And does same-day delivery. Same-day delivery, right? <laughs> so you're like, yes, we could. We could call an ambulance for our kid who's had this terrible accident. Or we could call the UPS guy, right? Stick a label on the kid. Maybe, okay, this is what our business does. All we do is we print out labels, right, To that you can stick to your kid. Yeah. They're waterproof, so it doesn't matter if your kid's been in the pool for a while. Okay, you stick them to your kid. You call the number on the label. The UPS guy comes, and you. you but you. Act, oh, hang on. I'm con- corrupting your idea now, because you do want him to to discover it accidentally as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're trying to get them to do work that they. I mean, you're just trying to find a way to get your kid to a hospital, I suppose, without you having to take him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's where I ended up, but I I like your original idea more. Sure. Well, we got to find something that we can get them to do that is free labor that we could build a whole company around. <laughs> and the the important thing is that the employees don't actually know what the core business of the company is. Mm. The core business of the company yeah. is this it, these little incidental things that they do along the way. Yeah. Um, to what we tell them is the actual idea. The actual yeah, work. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like being a drug mule, but for yeah. something else that isn't drugs. And, I mean, that's the thing. Drug drug muling is one of the few businesses where the profit margin is, eno- is high enough that it doesn't matter if the people don't know what they're doing while they do it. Mm. In fact, it's probably better because they're more likely to get through security. Yeah. Yeah, not having a clue. Yeah, but what are these people? We're we're trying to like labor mule them. Mm. Goodness of their hearts mule. Kindness mule. You know, and sometimes it could be like, you know, maybe they find a free apple on the ground. (laughs) There's just a box that says, take take a free apple. Yeah, okay. Like that. But somehow, the act of them taking an apple, we get something from that. Well, you know, presumably they take the apple, they put it in their pocket. They bring it back to the office. Yeah, we have. Then maybe a, they eat it in the van. We, mm, uh, yeah, okay. Well, that's part of the loss. We build that into the, the into the pricing structure. Oh, you think we need them to take it back? Well, maybe we're actually an Apple distribution business, yeah. and <laughs> well, the way we, we built this into in- our margin, somehow we can still turn this fractional profit off this whole thing. When they put the apple in their pocket, they bring it back. We have a very skilled pickpocket who is then able to get the apple out of their pocket and put it into yeah. a um you know a a, a different I, bucket i mean we could be we could be a company that is privatizing what bees do okay right and we're you know essentially what plants do and we're trying to spread organic material around both seeds maybe some pollen Mm. Mm. things like that but and who who gets around all over the shop mm. delivery right? drivers delivery drivers they're you know and then you just offer them free whatever the fruit is mm. you know and they're just like you know they'll they'll probably pick it up maybe they don't realize that there's actually heaps of pollen in there so they're like whoa wait a second it's like that and then as they drive you know a lot of those ones in america they don't even have doors on yeah that's spreading around. It's getting I some mean, seeds around. It's 
I think you're really onto something here, Alistair, and I'm not sure if you've got exactly formulated how I, no. I want it to be. But the idea of delivery drivers as being the bees of the of, of the world, and if you could, you know, okay, how about this, right? So, yeah. Say you want to send a message to someone on the other side of town, right? Yeah. Sure, you could um, pay a mobile phone company to, yeah. uh, you know, rent some of their bandwidth. And maybe sell, you know, give you a handset, lease you a handset, and then you could send a message that way. Okay. Or what you could do is you could set up some elaborate scheme where, uh, when a delivery driver comes to your building, you've got a box of apples out the front, and yeah. when they bend down to reach for an apple, you um, have a big swinging arm stamps the message onto their back. Okay, mm. and then when they unwittingly buzz off, yeah, uh, to you know their next destination with any luck, they'll buzz past the person whose name you've written in the message. Okay, yeah, and then the message will get to its destination. That's basically how bees work, I think, and how the current pollinating system works. And I think that we'd be crazy not to sort of biomimicry. Um, yeah, wise. I mean, you could probably even just do that with somehow zapping, like, you know, essentially zapping a, a, a phone signal towards them that, you know, that their phone, you know, if you didn't want to have to pay for the big wide network, mm. right? You didn't want to have to pay, you know, to use like <laughs> Verizon or Telstra or whatever. Yeah. Right? You just basically, you just zap their fo- like, you know, they come in to get an Apple and you zap your message into their to, phone somehow. Into their phone, right? And it just, you know, it just somehow uses some external, you know, some storage capacitor that's there yeah. that nobody, right? And then when it gets to another driver, it will zap it automatically. Yeah. And then eventually it'll bounce around the city until it gets to the one that you want it to get to. Yeah. Or, from phone to phone to phone. Yeah. And it, so you'll be able to send messages at basically at car speed using the internet. Yeah. You see yeah. mobile phones. I really like that idea, Alistair. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's not as fun. Like, I mean, I think like the, I think I like it when there's, you know, when when there's more of a biological thing. I mean, it'd be mm. cool if you could just get get them to get an apple, and then you just when they grab an apple, they just let themselves be sprayed with something. Because I mean, yeah. essentially, I mean, that's what like when we do it with bees, that's what you do. You give them this this incentive of food, mm. right? Mm. And but then they get, you know, they they these things they get to help you. These plants help the, the bees help you have sex with other plants. Mm. Now, what's interesting is that the bees have no idea about this, right? Yeah, they've got no fucking idea, and it's like yeah. it's like that thing about like people saying to us as humans, you know, if if the product is free, then. Yeah. Um, it's not really the product, you're the product or something like that, right? Yeah. You know, if you don't have to pay for it, you're the thing that's being sold. Yeah. And is there anything in somebody sitting down and explaining this to bees that they're being used in this way? And do you think that that would take anything out of the bee experience? You know, what if it's this, it's an apiarist, right, Mm. who tries to be upfront with the bees and explains to the bees what's happening. Yeah. 
and and I guess what you would see, you know, they or or it could be a researcher who tries to explain to the bees what their role is and what's actually occurring and how the flower doesn't really care about them and want them to have this food. It's they're just being used. And then they monitor the bees over several months and they see how the bees slowly become more and more nihilistic and sluggish mm. and less interested yeah. in their work. Yeah, yeah. Is that a sketch idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a sketch idea. Yeah, great. Okay. Uh, can I restate what was my idea from earlier about the high fives? Because I don't, I don't think I got to finish mine. Um, sure, sure, sure. My ad idea, and it was just that, you know, as a serious ad, this is a serious ad idea. Um, you know, you'd have because 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 you know, a lot of our ad ideas are just you just show people having some kind of quirky fun. Right, mm-hmm. and then you just tangentially link it into your product, okay? Yeah. So, what I imagine, right, is that we're having there's a there's a there's a barbecue cricket and there's a backyard cricket match, right? Somebody hits a good hit, okay? Yeah. Oh no, somebody has a sip of a a, a soft drink, say that you're advertising. Yeah. They hit a they hit a good hit, and then they high five. The- they Two hit people. a good hit. They hit a good hit. They hit a good hit with their bat. They're playing a backyard cricket. They hit a good hit. Okay. It's a good hit. Everyone says good hit, they say, right? And then they high five because, you know, with backyard cricket, the whole family's playing. So they high yeah. five um, yeah, Grandpa. Five. He's got a big hand, right? It makes one note. Yeah. And then they high five a uh, little kid, right? And then they high five some middle-sized person, okay? Yeah. And then they notice the different notes, right? So it's just one person who's noticing going yeah. around. Yeah, high fiving the people. I mean, they're noticing yeah. it as they high five. Maybe they have another sip and we see them thinking for a second. And then we Maybe see they them, have another big hit. A they good have hit, another good hit. hit. We see <laughs> they hit another hit. <laughs> have another good hit. Right. And then you see them rearranging, grabbing everyone in the barbecue and rearranging them in order of size. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then we see them running up and down, high fiving everybody to yeah. um to play different notes and play a tune. Okay. Yeah. That is, Alistair, that is what ads are. That's what an ad is. Some yeah. dumb shit that looks fun, <laughs> right? And then you'd somehow link it to your fucking product. It doesn't have to be drinking a soft drink. Maybe somebody is there. Yeah, could just be you know, hitting a hit. They could be hitting a hit. They could be using some new fucking software to check their gas meter. Right, they're using yeah, a yeah, new yeah. software on their phone to check their gas meter. They, they hit a good hit, yeah. then they high five three people. And then, they, then they check then their they gas play. meter again, and then they, they organize it again. They're going, they're going, clap, 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 clap. Good software, software for checking your gas meter. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Na, na, that na, is what ads are. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Is that Kanye? That song? Yeah. No. What were you doing? That's from so long ago. You know that na 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 na. Hey, goodbye. That's like from maybe like the eighties or. The but is it a sample? 70s. Is is that sampled in a Kanye song? I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard it in a Kanye song. Hey. Goodbye. Yeah, right. I'm thinking, uh, 
And he's saying she's a gold digger? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Did she take my money? Yeah, that, that's it. That's what I was thinking. Is that, not, is that not what you were doing? Eh? That's not what you were doing. No, no, it was similar, though. Yeah, great. Um, now, Andy, earlier in the other episode yeah. <laughs> that we were doing, we uh, we came up with this idea, you know, and again, I'm not sure if this was me driven, just trying to have things to write down, but after we had been talking about the honking the boobs mm. thing that, you know, it wasn't really an idea that much at the time, but it was something that we had written down. Now, obviously, now we got honk boob sonata. That's, you know, that that's a perfect idea now. But um, we, when you were trying to describe things, you had said the the sentence, um, you had said the sentence, honking the electric boob. Right? Yeah. Right. right. And, wow. Uh, that, Was that a whole episode a sneak- ago? Crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then we 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 were both you and I were saying how much that sounds like it. It would be a euphemism for something, you know, a a saying <laughs> yeah. that you could use. And so yeah. we thought maybe a sketch could be it's a like a documentary about a writer who came up with this sentence, mm. honking the electric boob, and is just trying to find a use for it. And mm. the documentary is him looking for for this, you know, what the meaning could be that could fit this. And he tries things. He might have a sandwich, and he goes, oh, "That doesn't seem right. That's not it." <laughs> And then he goes and lives maybe with a Japanese family for six months. Right. Just yeah. to see if he can experience the experience that fits the same. Yeah. Yeah. And I love doesn't. I love how early and it is it is range of possibilities. Living with yeah. a Japanese family for six months comes yeah. up. That's the second yeah. on the list. Yeah, I then mean, he maybe it... he puts on then maybe he puts on like a Michael Myers mask mm. and terrorizes a nightclub. <laughs> He's like that's Well that's either. closer. That's closer yeah. than the Japanese family. Oh yes, honking the electric boom. <laughs> yeah, so does he do something? He does a thing. Because he doesn't he ultimately right, meaning is a consensus. Okay? Meaning in language is just consensus. So it's not enough for him to have an experience and think, well, that feels like blah, right? What he's got to do is he's got to do something. He's got to do do the experience and then he's got to say out loud to a group of diverse people, right? A good focus group, right? Jeez. There's a hundred-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. There's a hundred-year-old. There's a hundred-one-year-olds. They're all there, right? And then afterwards he says – Jeez, I'm really honking the electric boob over here. Okay. And yeah. then he looks at all their faces, trying to gauge how well it went over. So he has to do that after he has the sandwich. He has to do it after living with the Japanese family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has yeah. to do it after terrorizing the nightclub in a Michael Myers mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. cool. <laughs> I think that's cool too. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good documentary. Because, and, and at the end of the documentary, he just turns to the camera and he says, what do you think? Like that. Yeah, And then great. maybe we all have to, you know, that way, you know, the, then the audience plays a part. Yeah. And then he terrorizes them. He terrorizes them with a Michael Myers mask. Mm. One, two, three, four, five. Andy, I've got five sketch ideas here. Hey, and they are rock solid, baby. 
Andy, would you? How would you feel about going to three words from a listener? I'd feel um, confrontingly comfortable with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you wouldn't like today's... to see how how loosely I'm you sitting. Know, you, I'm comfortable. I'm I'm gonna get comfortable, and you you you're not gonna like me. <laughs> you're not gonna. When I'm comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't make me oh, comfortable. No. He's You're the, not gonna like me when I'm comfortable. He's the Hulk of sitting down in a soft yeah. chair. Look, just what does he do to be that comfortable that it's un- so unpleasant for others? I guess the, I can imagine. Um, mm. Trying to make one episode that isn't about that. Um, all right. <laughs> We're so close, Alastair. We've almost Andy, done it. We've almost done it. <laughs> hold the line. Uh, hold the line. Hold. hold. I'm just going to write down the sentence. You won't. You wouldn't like me when I was comfortable. You wouldn't. Oh no! I wrote why twice. Mm. Like me when I'm comfortable. When I'm comfortable. Um. Okay, so today's listener, I don't know if you know this, Andy, but we've got listeners. Yeah, comes, um, I'm gr- gaining comes, an awareness. Okay, comes from Patreon and uh, has sent in three words, Ben Oliver. Ben Andy, Oliver? I believe Ben Oliver, I believe is a very recent addition to the uh, Patreon oh, family. Welcome, welcome, Ben. Welcome, Benjamin, if you don't mind me using the long name. <laughs> I think we know each other... Um, Badly enough for me to lengthen your name. Yeah. Use the extended and, uh, version. Um, and would you like to try and guess what the three words that uh, Benjamin Oliver has sent in? Yeah. Uh, the first word is pile drive. No. No, 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 no. The first word, Andy, is coffee. Coffee. Okay. Second word so is. So I can. I imagine that you can see the pattern now. Yeah. Andy. The second word is enema. Enema. Definitely not. But there's there's a similarity to what you're saying to yes. what the the next word is portal. Coffee portal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the third word is redemption. No. No. It's thumb. I mean, it's almost like these words thumb. are just chosen at random. Well, I don't know, Andy. It doesn't sound like what something Ben would do. Um, Coffee now, portal thumb. Now, when you made me think of that, that you made me think, imagine giving like a wormhole an enema. Mm. You know, sometimes like, you know, like in Star Trek, I know that they go through wormholes occasionally. Mm. But what if sometimes the wormholes get clogged up with, <laughs> it, with, with gunk and stuff, you know, muck and well, like that, and they realize they got to flush it out from some... <laughs> By sucking up all the liquid from some water planet and squirting it in there at a high pressure. Now, I've never seen uh, Seth MacFarlane's sci-fi parody, The Orville, mm. right? But I imagine this is the kind of stuff that happens on that. Like, you know... It just treats, t- 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 treats all wor- wormholes <laughs> as buttholes. I, yeah, I really, you know, and, you know, I imagine there'd be a lot of, you know... We've got to flush out the wormhole, and then the analogy is like, what, like giving a the, the wormhole a coffee enema? 
uh, you know, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, no, that does feel. I mean, we we should actually pitch that. Is that still up? The Orville. I mean, it's still yeah. repeating. I think on one of the one, maybe on SBS. Really? So yeah, yeah, I've seen ads for it somewhere. Could really? be on a streaming service. I don't know, but oh. so, but we're yeah. above that kind of idea, right? Well, in a way, in a way. Now, hang on. When we first heard the three words, um, yeah. coffee, thumb, and what was the other word? Re- portal. Portal. Now, um. It made me think that um, about how sort of you know coffee um, paraphernalia. Okay, um, it, 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 I think there's a lot of crossover between coffee technology and torture technology, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if in some way the torture industry was sort of like the space industry for coffee yeah. extra, you know coffee extraction you know you are trying to extract the flavor from coffee much like in torture you're trying to extract the truth from a person you know you're trying to extract the truest yeah. version of a fact of reality from an individual in the same way that you're trying to extract the true flavor of the beans from coffee and i you know mm. i you, you look at the ways in which we sort of squeeze and compress and 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 boil coffee, you know, heat it up. Yeah. There's the sorts of approaches that we would use to torturing a torture victim. Waterboarding yeah, is I, sort of the um the drip, the cold drip extraction process of, for for but coffee. I would, I Chinese would, water the, torture. I, I like this idea, Andy, but I think that the one thing that I would disagree on is that you're getting the pure, the true flavor of the bean. Interesting. Right? Because I think because I think that when you when you roast the coffee bean, mm. I think you're you're admitting that the flavor of the coffee from the raw bean would be is awful. Right. Right? And so you're making it undergo some kind of torture, heating it up until it's, you know, you change yeah. its molecular yeah. properties so that you can get the truth that you want out of yeah, it. Yeah, well we want it to tell us what we want to hear, don't we? Exactly, yeah. And so, you know, if like it's somebody from the Taliban or whatever, you just want them. I mean, in the end, you want to go home to your wife and you want to be able to just know that you, you're in a secure job and that you're getting the job done. Yeah. <laughs> right? In the end, it doesn't really matter if, you know, if somebody did something. As long as throughout your career, people think that you did the right thing. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's all you we know, all so are saying. So in many ways, the torture industry, uh, the coffee industry is exactly like the torture industry in that, in that you just want to get something that people like you for. Obviously mm. not the coffee beans. And in the same way that obviously the the, t- the person who's being tortured, they don't necessarily like you that much for yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. But yeah. you're just doing whatever you can to just put in a day's work and then just go home. Now, do you think, though, Alistair, that there could be a sketch idea um, where uh, it's basically, you know, maybe a new employee at a coffee um, paraphernalia company and being inducted and having this explained to them how basically all the major technology in the coffee industry has has come from from torture and this person's – maybe this person's job – 
is going to be their liaison with the sort of the CIA black sites, and they're going to tour all of these um, these horrible facilities, looking for yeah. innovations that could revolutionise. Could be the next, um, you know, um, mm. arrow bullet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, so wait, are they touring the torture facilities to find coffee paraphernalia, or are they torching, or are they touring the coffee paraphernalia <laughs> thing to find torture? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I had th- I'd thought about it the first way that they're touring the torture facilities to find coffee things. It's good the other way as well. I mean, it's yeah, nice yeah, yeah. that there's that there's this kind of knowledge sharing between mm. the two industries, and they maybe they've yeah. they've been intertwined since time immemorial. You know, they go back. All the way. Um, it's hard to remember. You know, it's hard yeah, to tell yeah. where one starts and the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I guess you could, because you could picture someone looking at an arrow press mm. and going, I reckon there's a way we could hurt people with this. <laughs> yeah. And make them tell us the truth. <laughs> like if you put put it over their eye or something like that. Or, oh my God. You know, or, or, or if like. Or if you maybe like imagine if you just like laid out their scrotum skin and you passed air through it, you know. And <laughs> these are know, both great ideas because I really didn't think you were going to have anywhere to go with this, Alistair. But fuck the yeah. idea of somebody putting something over my eye, oh. right, yeah. and pressing down with air pressure, just pushing the eye further and further back into my head. Yeah, putting so much pressure on it as well. Yeah, like, around it. The feeling that my eye could like pop. Mm. I really don't like that, that. And it and it and it won't bruise. No, it won't it bruise. Will bruise. <laughs> um I think I like I like that sketch idea, Andy. Oh the, great. Uh, yeah, it's really the nice. Torture industry okay, so look, here we go. Here's the sketch ideas for today. We got the honked boob sonata. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a very accomplished composer who uh, is it in the midst of the mm. Me Too? Uh, I've recently know, and- actually finished transposing um, Beethoven's Hogged po- uh, uh, Boob Sonata. Hogged Boob Sonata for Yanked Penis. <laughs> yeah. to, to be played yeah. on the Yanked Penis. Yeah. With that. But of course, it's still him just yelling it. Yeah, of course. Yo! Yo! Oh! That's great on the yanked penis. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, then we got the playing the severed body parts. Mm. Uh, 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 playing the the severed body parts orchestra in an ad for automatic dog feeder <laughs> to stop dogs eating your body after you die yeah i don't think that i don't think you need the uh, the musical element of that at all i think just an ad that is entirely targeted at very old people who don't want to get eaten when their dog dies i mm. think that's very funny no, i they think die, they would yeah. put that oh sorry when they die when they die don't want to be eaten by their dog when they die but as you know andy as you know with your you know with your uh software you know, you're checking your software for checking your gas meter or whatever. You got to put a little musical element in there. That's what pe- that's what an ad is. That's right. Um, then we got delivery drivers being used for incidental labor, maybe picking up stuff. You know, maybe the maybe the energy, you know, of lifting, you know, stuff. Uh, maybe 
spreading this seeds of apples around. Um, I forgot exactly what the perfect idea was in there. I don't think we ever <laughs> okay. came to a perfect so idea. So what but... you have, what you have is you you have a thing out the front of your house, right? It is it's a big bowl of apples. And it he, says, "Please just take digital. one." Okay, but it says, "Please take one." They can still hear me at home, and there's the, but each apple is tied to a big rope. Right, that goes down under your house and turns a big turbine. So whenever they pull on the, the, try to pick up an apple, it pulls the rope. It turns the turbine. You're generating free electricity. And I think Alistair has just dropped off. So uh, I'm I'm continuing to talk. I'm going to call him back, um, and I hope that uh, this is all going to be fine. Alistair, um, uh, have you been talking the whole time that I've been gone? No, no, because I, you went digital and I could hear yeah, you right. talking. Uh, so I, decided I, was ta- to- I was talking the entire time, so we don't even have to edit the podcast and I think it's going to be a great experience for the listener. Yeah. Um, anyway, you, you, you keep going with the sketch ideas, Alistair. No, no, it's okay, great. Um, then we got explain, explaining to bees that if – I think I'm going to have to wrap up in a sec because Hux is crying and he's probably going to want to come into yeah. this bed. Explaining to bees that if – um, that, that they're being used, and they actually free, you can actually then, tell then that the bees the are product. much more depressed. Then they became they become depressed. Then we got the coffee industry is like the torture industry. It's all about getting what you want out of something, and they're swapping tips and technology. Andy, it's been great. Um, hey guys, I was recently on the Book Cheat podcast. There's an episode with me and Peter Thomas um, talking about the um, novel 1984. We have a really good time. Um, Piotr. Yeah. And, uh, Is that that guy that you wrote that uh, that book with, Gustav and Henry? Yeah, that's right. Our, our book that you, there's a link to, to it in the show notes. Uh, check it out. Oh I my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we're doing fine. We don't need the sales. But, you know, if you want to buy it, that's, we need the sales. So if you want to buy it, that's great. Love a mixed message. Mm. Um, thank you so much for being who you are. And you can support us on Patreon. You can always give give us a review on whatever those apps, things, oh, and yeah. Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. Stitcher. <laughs> Get on Stitcher. Stitcher. Get us a review on Stitcher. Anyway, we, I got to go. So thank you very much. Take care. We, and we love, love you. you. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.